Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Welcome to the Beautifully Complicated Podcast. I'm your host, Sheena Hunt, and I am crazy excited that you listened in to episode 37, Empowered Women Are Complicated. In segment one, What's Happening Now, I'm covering the abortion bans sweeping the nation and state legislatures, what they're trying to do, and why we need to fight to keep our rights to our bodies. Also covering Beyonce's and Rihanna's phenomenal business skills with the latest news from their camps. In segment two, self-care, the focus is on therapy and why we should not be ashamed to try it out for our mental health. It's time, y'all. In segment three, Black Excellence, the focus is back on Rihanna because she is Black Excellence. Enough said. In segment four, The Biz Corner, I want to talk about why you should focus less on your competitors and more on your business so you can be the best you and provide the best product or service to your loyal customers. Full show, but a good one. No friend host this week. So grab your tea and let's talk. Segment one, what's happening now? Empowered women are truly complicated. There is nothing simple about us. We do not fit in a box. No matter how badly they may try to put us in one, looking at you, patriarchy. Abortions and women's rights to choose is under attack. That's a sentence that I didn't want to have to use to start the episode, but things are getting crazy. It's incredibly chilling right now. A month ago, the news cycle was filled with the story of Ohio's passing of the so-called heartbeat bill that would make abortions illegal in the state at six weeks when a heartbeat is detected by the fetus. This is essentially banning abortions since most women do not know if they are pregnant by that time. Because guess what? You've only at that point, maybe two weeks late on your period. If you have a regular cycle. This bill is to go into effect on July 20 on July 10th. ACLU and Planned Parenthood is currently both rightfully challenging us in the court. Two weeks ago, Georgia came out with its heartbeat bill, passing it in the House and Senate, then signed by the cheating governor, Brian Kemp. Yeah, that Brian Kemp, who was secretary of state while running for governor and refused to step down from overseeing the election that he was running in. 
the Brian Kemp that did everything he could to ensure black citizens of Georgia wouldn't have adequate access to the ballot box when they were voting for the amazing Stacey Abrams. That's the Brian Kemp we're talking about here. Georgia became the fourth state to pass this so-called heartbeat bill, also banning abortions at six weeks. The bill penalizes doctors who perform the services, threatening up to 10 years in prison. The bill is so unclear that women fear that if they abort it with medication, that they could face imprisonment on murder charges. The only exception in this bill appears to be for rape and incest. This is where we are right now. How despicable and hateful is that? Well, it gets worse. Alabama passed a law a few days ago that will ban all abortions and instituting prison sentences for medical providers who provide abortions, threatening them with up to 99 years in prison. Even women or girls who were raped or victims of incest will be forced to carry the pregnancy to term. Talk about unusually cruel. Forcing a woman or a girl to have a physical manifestation reminder of a traumatizing experience that leaves that lives with them every single day. It's cruel and incredibly evil. The only option for legal abortion would be for women who have medical issues that could be uh, determined that determines that an abortion is necessary. The Alabama bill was written by a woman and signed into law by the old hat governor, K.I.V., another woman. I said what I said, don't at me. I am incredibly over these religious fanatics, but the craziness doesn't stop there. Missouri, where I live currently, unfortunately passed their heartbeat bill this past week, making abortions illegal at six weeks. Missouri wanted to go as far as one could go and decided that all abortions would be illegal. Rape? Incest? Yep. You can't get an abortion. Gotta carry that traumatic experience with you for nine months, then raise it by yourself without help from the state. Who forced you to carry it? Have a medical condition that could result in your death if you give birth or continue with the pregnancy? Who cares? You can't abort that ball of zygote, those cells. It's absurd. It's sick. And I'm so tired of these crusty old white men and pathetic, fanatical white women who contend with upholding the patriarchy by forcing their warped religious views and maniacal need for control over women by instituting such horrendous laws. This is nothing more than a power grab. These men are running roughshod all over women's rights by telling her she has no rights over her own body. And these crusty men, mostly white, no better for them. I'm over it. I'm so tired of these evil, old, selfish, righteous, self-righteous folks dis disregarding the views and rights of most Americans. Here's the thing. Most Americans across race, across gender, most Americans are pro-choice. I think the figure is something like 80%. It's just like there is uh, about 93% of Americans who support stronger gun laws and regulations. Republicans choose to not care about that and do what they want and what their real bosses, the lobbyists, want. The goal of all these absurd laws, these abortion laws, are to steal away women's rights, to get a challenge of Roe v. Wade to the Supreme Court. Roe v. Wade 
in case you don't know, is the 1973 landmark Supreme Court decision that basically stated that the 14th Amendment due process clause provides a fundamental right to privacy that protects a pregnant woman's liberty to choose whether or not to have an abortion. And I'm quoting this now from Wikipedia. It also ruled that this right to privacy is not absolute and must be balanced against the government's interests in protecting women's rights and protecting prenatal life. The court resolved this balancing test by tying state regulation of abortion to the three trimesters of pregnancy. The court ruled that during the first trimester, governments could not prohibit abortions at all. During the second trimester, governments could require reasonable health regulations. During the third trimester, abortions could be prohibited entirely so long as the laws contained exceptions for cases when abortions are necessary to save the life of the mother. Because the court classified the right to choose to have an abortion as, quote, fundamental, the decision required courts to evaluate challenged abortion laws under the strict scrutiny standard, the highest level of judicial review in the United States. Again, I sourced that breakdown from Wikipedia to get a layman's terms description what the ruling essentially was um, so that we all are understanding what Roe v. Wade really uh, basically laid out for us. So the six-week heartbeat bill uh, basically violates the ruling in that it completely ignores the statement on the first trimester regulation that says the government could not prohibit abortions at all. That challenge is what the writers of the heartbeat bills knew would allow it to get challenged in court and work its way up to the current very conservative Supreme Court to overturn the ruling of altogether of Roe v. Wade. All of the current bills are either being challenged right now in court or will be soon with ACLU, Planned Parenthood, as well as other pro-choice organizations bringing up lawsuits, thankfully. I'm so glad we have all these organizations fighting for our, fighting for our rights to have power over our own bodies and choice to, to decide what to do with our bodies. The people working to strip us of our rights, they're not pro-life. Do not call them that. They are anti-choice why aren't they pro-life? Because they don't care about the children caged and dying at our southern border. They have subpar education in their states for their own children. They have hungry children in their states. Some of these states have refused to expand Medicaid, essentially stripping health care from children in their states. They allow companies that are polluting the environment to build in cities, causing medical issues like asthma to the children in their states. They care nothing about preventing school shootings by regulating guns. They don't care about life. They despise your choice. They despise our choice to have autonomy over our own bodies. We have a right to decide what happens with our bodies, and we cannot allow anyone else to mandate that we don't. We must fight this. We must march in the streets, aggravate our Congress people, vote, support organizations that are out there doing the work, get vocal. And honestly, we need straight white men to speak up and show some backbone and support us too, because apparently they're the only voice that matters in this godforsaken nation. We all must fight together. I'm glad there are so many people coming together and speaking out and making moves to ensure that uh, they know we ain't taking this line down, but we got to keep that energy and energize others all the way until election day. 
vote these fools out of office and make their lives a living hell when smart women and supportive men are in power, not pathetic women who uphold the patriarchy and men who are power thirsty. I am fired up and pissed off I'm over these folks. We got to fight this. The mess we have to bear witness to in this country, I swear. Anyway, let's talk about business autonomy and acuity that was displayed by two black women the past couple of weeks. First up, Beyonce. So last week, Uber, the ride sharing service that so many of us have on our phones to hail a ride on demand, had their IPO and initial public offering. What does that mean? They officially became a public company by opening up their shareholder base to include the public. Anyone can buy shares to invest in the company. Uber raised $8.1 billion, allowing them to launch with a $45 share with approximately 1.7 billion shares in the market. Uber initial valuation was around $75 billion. So what does that have to do with Beyonce? You're probably asking. A couple of years ago, Beyonce performed for a private Uber event. Her fee, $6 million. In lieu of payment, Beyonce requested stock to get a return once they went public. She was given $6 million in RSUs, restricted stock units. The return she will receive instead of the $6 million cash that she asked for initially is now more like $9 million. Now, there were some erroneous figures floating around that said that she was given $6 million in shares and made $300 million and they went public. That was false because she did not have shares. She had restricted stock units. This still is a come up in smart business. She received more in a return that she would have taken if uh, that she would have gotten if she had just taken the cash. Don't forget her verse, pay me in equity and watch me reverse out of debt. Let's not even talk about her deal with Coachella that gave her rights to her performance last year, leaving her with the ability to sell it to Netflix and end up with $40 million agreement for content with the media services provider. Gotta love a savvy businesswoman. Speaking of a savvy businesswoman, the second black woman who is showing us what it means to build an empire is none other than Rihanna. The Fenty Beauty, Fenty by Puma, Puma, and Savage by Fenty One Woman Empire, Robin Rihanna Fenty is at it again. This past week, it was announced that she is launching her own fashion house called, you guessed it, Fenty. It will be a high-end fashion house under the LVMH organization. That's Louis Vuitton, Moet, and Hennessy, the world's largest luxury group. She is officially the first black woman to ever lead a Parisian luxury fashion house. Period. Listen, Rihanna is playing no games. And guess what? We all going to be right there buying whatever she's selling because she definitely has been consistent with her offerings. I can't stand a consistent queen who recognizes who her market is and makes sure they know she sees them and wants them to be just as fabulous as they deserve to be. She makes sure Fenty is always inclusive as a brand and I'm sure will be the same with the new fashion line. Y'all, she is goals. As an entrepreneur who sees herself going across industries and fields and offerings, I truly look up to her in awe. I am just in awe of her, everything she does. She is what I aspire to be. Rihanna is showing us what it means to be an empire builder. 
I hope you ladies take note and know that you can do it too. There is nothing too large for you. Don't listen to people who tell you you can only do one thing. Start off with one, grow it, get it settled where it runs itself or a good team does and start the next. It's about being smart and flexible, driven and determined, ready for risks and not afraid to fail. We were born with empires in us. It's time we birth them. I cannot end this segment though, you guys, without talking about something that happened this past weekend at a college graduation. On Sunday, May 19th, during the Morehouse commencement speech, something ground shaking happened. I'm just trying to cue up my audio here so we can talk about it. Robert F. Smith, billionaire, philanthropist, tech investor, was the um, commencement speaker for the college. And he gave a major gift to the graduates. He launched a grant to completely pay off their student loan debt valued at $40 million in total for the nearly 400 men graduates. So here's a clip from his commencement speech with the announcement. You are surrounded by a community of people who have helped you arrive at this sacred place and on this sacred day. On behalf of the eight generations of my family who have been in this country, we're going to put a little fuel in your bus. Now, I've got the alumni over there, and this is a challenge to you, alumni. This is my class, 2019. And my family is making a grant to eliminate their student loans. they pay this forward and I want my class to look at these alumnus these beautiful Morehouse brothers and let's make sure every class has the same opportunity going forward because we are enough to take care of our own community. We are enough to ensure we have all the opportunities of the American dream. And we will show it to each other through our actions and through our words and through our deeds. So class of 2019, may the sun always shine upon you. May the wind always be at your back. And may God always hold you in the cradle of her hands. Congratulations. Robert F. Smith, folks. I challenge each of my beautiful black 
ladies and gentlemen who listens to the Beautifully Complicated podcast to be a blessing to the community because Lord knows we need it. Find a way to reach back and help someone else. It may be a financial gift like a scholarship fund of any size or resources not otherwise given. Whatever you have to give, give something. Help the next person out in order for our community to thrive. And I'm singling us out right now because of the history we have here in this country. We have to help one another. It's what those before us did. And somehow I feel like we've moved away from that. We can't do that. As all cultures do, we must help one another. Bless someone else. You have something to offer, so offer it up. I know I will. Segment two, self-care. Well, with the way the news cycle is set up right now, we have great stories and seriously disturbing stories being fed to us at the same time, day in and day out. I mean, did you just listen to my first segment? This can't be good for us mentally or emotionally. It's like a roller coaster ride with little stability, only highs and lows, quick jolts back and forth. This can't be good for our anxiety. So in this episode self-care segment, I'm actually going to look at external options in dealing with the highs and lows of life in our high stress society. Therapy is on the agenda. We don't talk enough about therapy. I think I mentioned it once in a previous episode, but I want to circle back around to it. There is a such there's such a weird stigma attached to therapy where people feel ashamed to go or discuss that they may need to. I'm going to say it right here and now. Basically, we all need therapy, period. You don't have to have a diagnosed mental disorder or illness to attend a therapy session. In fact, most therapists are really just for people who recognize they need someone to talk to to help sort things out. So many of us need that. I'm in the market for a therapist right now because I just want to talk to someone who doesn't know me and with an independent global view can help me see things that I may not be able to see right now. And no one close to me will be able to guide me to see it. You may be dealing with something very stressful that you don't want to discuss with your family or your friends, but it's burdening you to keep it pent up. Get a therapist. Now, I know they're not super cheap. Most are around 80 to $125 an hour per session, but it's an investment if you can swing it. Then a lot of jobs, a lot of companies offer free or discounted services with some therapists for their employees under their EAP, Employee Assistance Program. No one will know you even go. Nothing is shared with your employer. So why not try and get yourself a new set of ears to help you navigate life or at least see things differently and more clearly? When talking self-care, it's all about mental health as well as spiritual, physical, and emotional health. Take care of yourself mentally and find someone to talk to in a therapy session. Find what works for you and allow it to be the change you need. Check out Therapy for Black Girls website and podcast for details on therapists in your area. I'll link it in the show notes. Segment three, Black Excellence.
I am so in awe of the business ventures of Robin Rihanna Fenty. I'd be remiss if I didn't spotlight her as the pinnacle of black excellence. Rihanna, as we all know her, is a musical phenom from the left side of the island of Barbados. The 31-year-old powerhouse started her music career in 2005 when she moved from Barbados to the U.S. after signing with Def Jam Recordings. And let's just say... The last 14 years have been a real whirlwind of unprecedented success in business, music, and entrepreneurship. Let's run down her music career alone. She has sold well over 250 million records with 31 top 10 singles, 14 number one singles worldwide, and over 30 awards with eight studio albums. The Navy is impatiently waiting for a ninth. Me. I'm part of the Navy and patiently waiting. <laughs> but I get it, sis. Not only is she musically gifted, blessing us with hit after hit, she also blesses others through her humanitarian work. She founded a nonprofit organization, Clara Lionel Organization, to help fight worldwide poverty, a cause near and dear to my own heart, as why and the reason why I launched my beautifully human initiative to top it all off because she is one bad black woman. She has mastered entrepreneurship and finding her lane in business with a central focus on inclusiveness. She has launched a shoe line with Puma, a lingerie line for all body types with Savage by Fenty. Fenty Beauty makeup line that rocked the beauty industry with an offering of 40 plus shades for foundation. And now, she is sliding into fashion with Fenty Fashion House. Seriously, we stand a business queen. While being all of this, she still has time to speak out on issues like the abortion ban sweeping the nation and let it be known that she stands with women. She deserves to bask in the spotlight of black excellence. Segment four, the biz corner. All right, my brilliant entrepreneurs, I'm going to focus in on one thing in this episode, and that's you not focusing so much on your competition. I know we are force fed the idea of knowing what your competition is doing so you can one up them and blah, blah, blah. Listen, it doesn't hurt to know who your general competitors are, but you need to know your business and how it helps your customers. You have your own unique customer base who already enjoy your brand, or you have a specific customer in mind that you designed your business for. They should be your focus and how to ensure your product or service is what they want. When you focus your energy on doing what you do well for those who you want patronizing your business, you won't have to worry about the next guy because you both will be able to grow and thrive in your own lanes. Competition is a real part of business. We all have competitors. What we don't need is to get lost and our energy sucked out of us trying to chase what they're doing. Each business is truly unique in what it is. What you do and how you do it is not exactly the same as your competitor. You may share a general market, but you may not share a customer base. Who comes to you is for you. Who goes to them is for them. I want you to do three things. One, focus on making your brand the best it can be. Be great at what you do. Mediocrity shouldn't even be a question. You may not start out great, but you can get there. Keep honing your craft even while your business is going because I don't want you to think you have to wait until everything's perfect. That will never be the case. 
So get your business out there, get it launched, get it starting and just improve upon it every single time. Always keep proving, keep getting better and better, improving what you have, making sure what you have to offer for your customers is what they want and need. Number two, be loyal to your loyal customers. 80% of your revenue will come from repeat customers. So why not make sure they know you care? Give them the good deals, have special offers for them, give them a sneak peek into something new you have coming. Loyalty should go both ways. If you keep them, you know you have a sell already in the bag. It's much easier to upsell and resell to an existing customer than gaining a new one like one you siphon from the competition. And number three, Please stop obsessing over your competition. Seriously, just stop. You'll find yourself losing yourself, losing your creativity, and slowly mimicking them because you're comparing. Comparison isn't always great. It can block your own creative flow. You'll lose what you know works for your business trying to force what someone else is doing in theirs. Stay in your lane and just flow. You'll find what works for you your business, and your customers, and you will thrive there. Basically, I want you to focus on your business and be great in it instead of looking over the fence at the competition. You'll do just fine. You can stay in the know with the competition without being obsessed with every little thing they're doing. That's the show. Thanks for listening to episode 37, Empowered Women Are Complicated. To all of my ladies listening, know that you are indeed powerful and empowering. You are a force and no one can stop you, no matter how hard they may try. In segment one, what's happening now, I cover just a few of the latest anti-abortion, anti-choice bills that have been voted on in state legislators across the country. We're seeing an unprecedented assault on women's rights with the passage of these so-called heartbeat bills stripping away a woman's right to autonomy over her body. I implore you to support the organizations doing the work to challenge these bills in court and those on the ground making sure women and girls have access to safe abortion services across the nation. Organizations like Planned Parenthood, ACLU, and there are so many others out there. To counter that hellscape, though, because seriously, we can't always just talk about the bad things. I talked about two black women who are showing us what it means to have great business acumen. Beyonce Knows Carter and Robin Rihanna Fenty, both making a huge splash in the past couple of weeks with their deals that were announced. In segment two, self-care, I spoke about the importance of therapy and each of us seeking it out to have someone to talk to and better manage life in these tumultuous times and beyond. In segment three, Black Excellence, I circle back around to cover Miss Rihanna again and talk about all she's doing in music and business. Truly dripping Black Excellence. Finally, in segment four, The Biz Corner, I focus on the need for you to focus on your own business and limit your lust over what your competition is doing. You'll thrive when you stay in your lane and do what you do best. If you haven't already, make sure you like the Beautifully Complicated podcast page on Facebook. The link is in the show notes. Follow me, Sheena, your host on Instagram and Twitter at Sheena D1. That's S-H-E-E-N-A, the letter D and the number one. Or you can check out my website, SheenaHunt.com. 
like the show, rate, subscribe, and share with friends and family. Make sure you continue the conversation from the show on our page or with those around you. I look forward to hearing from you. Stay connected, stay fabulous, and always remember, the best life is beautifully complicated. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.